Good morning. The reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Since the reading, please be seated. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Tim. Uh, welcome to Alleluia. And if you're visiting, I'd love to meet you after the service. So I'll be in the gathering area. Come introduce yourself to me. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, it's a great week to share the text uh, from the New Testament. Uh, we just heard read uh, about uh, being thankful and, uh, and thanking God in prayer uh, for the gift of one another. Uh, the council uh, asked, begged, me not to tell any Thanksgiving jokes uh, this morning, but I told them I couldn't just stop cold turkey. Thank you, thank you. Let's dive right back into the word we just heard. First Thessalonians, you'll find it on page 956 in your brown worship Bibles. If you want to get up and grab one of those, they're in the Bible racks at the back. If not, I'm happy to read it to you. Um, First Thessalonians is a letter, as most of the, the books of the New Testament are. Their letters. This was a letter uh, written by Paul, the champion of uh, advancing the gospel to the Gentile world across the first century, uh, out of Jerusalem and into uh, neighboring lands, including Macedonia. And this is uh, the, a particular church that he launched on his second missionary journey, probably around 50 AD. One of the greatest things about the Bible is it never starts out that once upon a time, in a land far, far away. These are real places, real people, real happenings, and this is a real letter. Now, it was written to be read out loud to a community, so it wasn't ever written just to, his letters were never meant for one person, they're meant to be read to the church, and so we're gonna do that because the letters are timeless, they have timeless truths, and so as Paul was writing to the believers in first century Thessalonica, um, what he wrote, they're timeless. And so he's actually writing them to you as you sit here right now. And that's the power of God's word. 1 Thessalonians 1, chapter 2, Paul writes in verse 2. Join me in verse 2. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Let's pause. We, Paul, had young 
uh, people in the faith he was mentoring, Silas and Timothy. So when he says we as he opens this greeting, this letter, that's the we. We always thank God for you all. Thanking God. Giving God praise. Thanking God for the people, the church he launched. As he spent three weeks, uh, I think it's Acts 17 where it mentions Paul three weekends in a row preaching in the synagogue there and launching this church. Thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. This one way, this incredible uh, direct line to God where we can pray to God and God can speak to us. Is we're thanking God continually for you. And as Paul says that to the believers in first century uh, Thessalonica, I need to pause as one of your pastors and on behalf of our staff, echo these words to you. We always give God thanks for each of you. You are an amazing church, and I don't thank you enough. I don't thank you enough at how amazing you are and how uh, wonderful you are as a faith community, how generous you are, how you step forward when there's a need, how you volunteer your time, how you share your talents. And um, it's hard to tell, you know, 2,000 people plus that all the time. Uh, but I want to pause on this week at Thanksgiving and make sure you know that I and we as a staff always thank God for you. So turn to someone and say thank you, hallelujah, because hallelujah is you. So turn to someone and say thank you, hallelujah, right now. And what does this verse say? We continually mention you in our prayers. I uh, often share a prayer model with you that I like to use in my life, and it's always helpful. Someone here today might be looking for a, a model for prayer, uh, daily prayer. Someone uh, may have heard me share this a while back and you forgot about it. Uh, maybe someone's looking to freshen up their, their prayer life or how to get uh, deeper with God in conversation. So I want to share this with you again because it's, it, it applies to this text and this week of Thanksgiving. Um, it's called the Acts of Prayer, and it uses the letters of the word Acts to remind you of the progression through this prayer model. And so, for example, the A in Acts of Prayer is adoration. Begin the prayer to God with praising God, praising God, complimenting God, giving God the praise he deserves. And this is my prayer model almost without exception every night as I go to sleep. And I start with adoration. I say, God, you are amazing. You are all powerful. I marvel at your creation, how you spun the balls of called planets into orbit around the sun, how you set this all up, God, how you put this ecosystem together, how you, how you give us the food to enjoy the fruits and the vegetables of this world. I mean, I just, just praise and just let it come out. Start your prayer there. The sea is confession. This is where we cleanse our hearts. We cleanse our souls from the sins, the things uh, that we know, we've said, we've thought, we've done or not done that aren't God's will for our lives. So we confess in our prayer. We say, God, I'm sorry for this today. I know that wasn't your will. I, I'm, I keep messing up that. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I thought that. Forgive me. It washes us. It cleanses us. Confession. Then our heart is right to move into the next parts of our prayer. T is thanksgiving. Everyone say thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Yeah, there's some, I hear there's something going on this Thursday that's connected to that word. 
How often, if we're honest, do we make this part of our prayer life? Thanksgiving. I uh, remember a pastor who gave an object lesson to the kids, and he had a box of donuts. And he was going to give each of the kids a donut at the end of the object lesson. And he held up the donut, and he, and he, want, he talked about the shape, and, and it was an old cake, old-fashioned cake donut with a hole in the middle. Um, and he held it up, and he said, kids, he said, do you know the old saying? As you go through life, make it your goal to look at the donut and not at the hole. In other words, as people of thanksgiving, as Christ followers, we are to focus on the donut, the things we have, not the whole, the things we don't have. In the prayers of thanksgiving, we pray to God, thank you for my next breath. Everyone taking a deep breath right now. That is a gift of life. How often do we take that for granted? Our next heartbeat. Lord, I'm thankful for this day of life. I'm thankful for the celebration today. I'm thankful for this loved one's opportunity. Lord, I'm thankful for the challenge you put before me today. Lord, I thank you for the way you're, you're challenging me in this trial and you're growing my faith in you and my, and my need to lean on you more. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities that came my way today. I'm thankful. I'm looking at the things I have, not the things I don't have. And I want to speak to the kids here today, especially about this. Too often we think about with our parents, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. So-and-so's got this, and so-and-so's got that, and I don't have... You're looking at the wrong thing. That's the whole. The donut is everything you have and your parents have been giving, given you and worked hard to provide for you. The roof over your head, the, 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 the things, the food in your stomach, all the things you need to be focusing on. The donut, not the whole. Thanksgiving. Now the three things are done in the prayer life. And if I haven't fallen asleep yet, which often happens, I get to S. Supplication. Now we ask. Now we ask. How often do we start our prayer and right away it's gimme, 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 gimme. I need, I need, I need, I need. God, do this for me. God, you're a genie in a bottle. I'm going to rub the bottle the right way. You're going to come out. You're going to grant me my three wishes. Come on, God. I need, I need, I need. Do this for me. Do this for me. Open this door for me. Make this happen. If we're honest, isn't that where our prayers often begin? And yet on this list, it's the last thing. We've given God praise. We've cleansed our hearts by confession. We've said thank you for all the things we have in our life, even the challenges. And then we move to the ask. And the ask is so important. We turn to God for the things we need, we want. And God's answers are yes, no, or wait. We don't always get the answer we want, but he wants us to turn to him and ask. Thanksgiving. Make that part of your prayer life. As you gather this Thursday, think about the ways you can thank God for the donut, not the whole. The things you have. The blessings. Even the challenges of life. This changes our disposition. To be a Christ follower, a person of gratitude, a person who has a disposition of thankfulness. You know, if it's not you, who those people are in your life. 
it oozes out of them. It's a great story about a, a true story about an older couple uh, who uh, neighbors brought them a pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving a day before. And they thought, oh, how nice. The neighbors are so thoughtful. And then Thanksgiving, they cut and they took a bite, and it was horrible. It was one of the worst pies they've ever eaten in their life. In fact, it was inedible. So they chucked it. They tossed it out. They couldn't eat it. But because they're people of gratitude, because that's their wiring, because they're people of faith and want to have this disposition of thanksgiving, she still thought that she needed to write them a little thank you note, so she did. She said, thank you so much for the pumpkin pie. A pie like that doesn't last very long in our house. (laughs) We can always be a person of gratitude. We can always find a way to be thankful. And we can be a Christ follower who has a prayer life Just like Paul, as he opened this text, we thank God. We remember God in our prayers. We thank God for you. And we can do the same. So this Thanksgiving, as you gather around the table, I encourage you to do that. I remember one of the forced traditions upon my two older brothers and I and anyone at our table, extended relatives, grandparents, friends from the church, whoever was there every Thanksgiving, we had to go around between the meal and the dessert and share something, everyone, everyone had to say at least one thing they were thankful for. It was forced gratitude, and I despised it. But as I grew in years, and as I look back, I realized just how powerful an exercise that is. Particularly, thinking about the people that won't be at the table this year. sharing with them in years past. Having those powerful memories, that incredible time where we could just share one thing and we have passed it on to our kids and they're probably despising it as they grow up, but as they age, they're getting it. They're getting it. I encourage you to uh, try that out if you've never done it at your table this Thursday. It, again, models gratitude. It models thanksgiving. It gives the one who gives us everything first the praise and thanks that God is due. What are we thankful for? Let's go back to the text. I love it when the Bible gives a pastor a three-point sermon in one verse. It's awesome. Three points. So we're going to do three things real quick here with verse three. Verse three of 1 Thessalonians. We remember before our God and Father three things. Here we go. Your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's look at the first thing. Your work produced by faith. The Greek translation of ancient Greek from the New Testament for work is is action, really. The great translation is your action inspired by your faith. And as you look at the screen, I know it's a sunny day, a little hard to see, but on the left we have Operation Christmas Child. In the middle we have the bags of food I'm standing amongst here. And then we have a recent trip from the blog from our Peru team, our nine adults who went to continue to build relationships and connections with uh, with Hope International, Compassion uh, not hope is not hope international. It's compassion international and hope. Help me. It is. Oh, thank you. They're both international, so I had it right. Okay, thanks. And compassion international, hope international, building those relationships in Peru. Um, this, these are examples of you, Alleluia, 
and your work, your actions produced by your faith. And I'm so thankful for the many ways, these are just a few illustrations of the many ways you live out your faith through your actions. Thank you. Um, a woman uh, at an Indian festival of, of Christians brought a large offering of rice to her church. An elderly woman um, who was a widow. And the pastor who was new didn't know her very well, but he knew her life situation, did not have a lot of means. Uh, and so he asked her, he said, I see you've brought an exceptionally large uh, gift offering this evening. Um, can I ask, are you thankful for something? And she said, yes, pastor. She said, my son has been sick, and I told God if he was healed, I would bring a large thank offering to my church. And the pastor asked the obvious follow-up question then. Well, is your son healed? And she looked at him and she said, no, pastor, he died last week. But I know that he now is with God forever in heaven. And he's no longer ill. He's perfectly healed. And so I wanted to thank God. This is an attitude of thanksgiving. This is from the depths of the heart and a soul that knows that the Christ follower's life does not end with the mortal last heartbeat, but that through the cross and faith in the Savior who died for our sins on that cross, we are raised to new life after our earthly life, and we have an eternal life with God and all believers in heaven. And that's the kind of heart that can always be thankful, even in the tr trials and struggles and heartbreaks of life. Paul is thankful for their work produced by faith, and so, hallelujah, am I of you. The second thing, your labor prompted by love. You would think the work produced by faith, the labor prompted by love are the same. They're not really, because work and labor are two different words in the Greek. The work was translated action. The labor now is really toil, like hard labor, like the sweat on your brow, like sacrifice. Uh, David Livingston was a um, famous missionary to Africa from England, and uh, Dr. Livingston, I presume, that one. And he has this amazing prayer that he prayed often. He said, God, send me anywhere, only go with me. Lay any burden on me, only sustain me. And sever any tie in my heart, except the tie that binds my heart, to yours. He traveled into the depths of Africa, the unknown path, the road less traveled indeed, to witness for Jesus Christ. He labored, he toiled, and Paul, like the Thessalonian church that he helped uh, launch, is thanking them for their toil, their sacrifice, their sweat of their brow to advance the gospel, to work to grow the kingdom of God. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24, he says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up their cross, and follow me. There is a part of our faith, there is a part of living for Jesus that is sacrificial, that is suffering, that 
does take something out of us. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you've got to sacrifice. And Paul's thankful for that, their toil, grounded in God's love. Here at Alleluia, we're thankful for you. The way you sacrifice your time. Time is your most precious commodity, and yet you volunteer and you step up and you deliver when there's a need. You volunteer your financial resources. You sacrifice. There's something we could all do with that sacrificial gift, above and beyond maybe a leftover or what we can fit into our budget for our church. No, a sacrificial gift that goes beyond and says, yeah, we're going to not do this. We're going we're not, to not have this so we can give more to grow God's kingdom through our church. There's a sacrifice to that. There's a sacrifice to you sharing your talents. Yes, we can all harbor up our own talents and use them just for our own gain, but how is God calling you to use your talents that he's wired you with to grow the kingdom through your church family? And thank you because your labor prompted by love has done that for 25 years here at Alleluia and will continue for the many years and decades to come. Thank you. Finally, the third thing, your endurance inspired by hope. Your endurance inspired by hope. Um, Years ago at a church I served, I reached out through social media to the congregation and I asked this question. Can you tell me about a time you've been thankful for a challenge or trial in your life? Because what Paul is being thankful for now in this third part of this prayer is your endurance Inspired by hope. Endurance in the trials. You're pressing on. The first century church, their lives could be on the line for their faith. We're blessed that as we sit here in this worship space today, in this nation, we don't have that concern. We are still, however, challenged. Our faith is challenged when trials come our way. And I got some answers, and I'd like to share some of them with you. When I ask, can you tell me about a time you've been thankful for a challenge or trial in your life? Mary wrote, In 1991, Dave was stationed in Germany, Jacob was two, and I was pregnant with Hannah. He was told he would deploy to Iraq three weeks after I was put on bed rest for the next 18 weeks with no family around and barely any friends as we hadn't been there that long. As he was packing, we had the conversation where he wished to be buried should disaster strike. After many tears and long hugs, we made our decision. Eighteen years later, we hardly ever fight. After having a conversation like this and watching him leave, both of us feeling helpless and alone, it doesn't matter which way the toilet paper comes off the roll. We are just blessed to still have each other in our lives. God sent so many angels to care for me. It was amazing. Sam told about his tough childhood growing up with his parents and how the relationship to this day is strained and broken, but how the trials of growing up in his own home would provide him with the motivation and drive needed to be the best father and spouse he could be. Sarah wrote this, the health issues that I've been battling the last six months. It has made me realize that life is truly too short and to enjoy every moment that God has given me. I have seen amazing people reach out to my family during this time. I have also seen how strong my family and marriage is as a result of the time of trial. I am also blessed by an amazing husband and a beautiful son that makes me laugh every day.
And finally, Chris shared about finding out that his son would be born with Down syndrome and wrote this. I said, why, God? Why did you do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? I still ask God, why? But now I ask, why me, God? Why did you choose me to be blessed with this incredible son? Thank you for blessing. Thank you for your blessing in disguise. Also, the friends who have come into my life as the result of my son's extra chromosome. I would never know these people if God didn't throw in a little extra to my beautiful boy. Endurance inspired by hope. We press on as Christ followers through the trials of life because our hope is in a God who is steadfast and his promises are true. There is forgiveness for our sins. There is renewal and hope in the lives we live. There is a heaven where Jesus himself tells us he will come himself and take us there. We endure inspired by hope. And so this Thanksgiving week, I echo Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. A final story. A doctor wrote a letter of thanks to a school teacher who had given him so much encouragement when he was in, his, was he, he was in her class 30 years ago. He later received this reply. She wrote, I want you to know that your note, I want you to know what your note meant to me. I am an old lady in my 80s, living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, lonely and seeming like the last leaf on the tree. You will be interested to know that I taught school for 50 years and yours is the first letter of appreciation I have ever received. It came on a cold blue morning and cheered my lonely old heart as nothing has cheered me in many years. What has God taught you? How have the words of Jesus encouraged you? And if you were to write a letter to God to thank him, what would you say? Well, as Paul opens this letter to the Thessalonians, you have that opportunity every day through prayer to do just that. To thank God. To thank God. And say thank you. Thank you for all that I have in my life. The celebrations, the trials, and everything in between. Thank you. This Thanksgiving... I pray that somewhere in the day you will pause and pray that prayer to your Heavenly Father with a heart of thanksgiving. May we pray? Lord, we thank you for the hope that is ours through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the promises of Scripture that are true. We thank you for your Son, Jesus, most of all, who went to a cross for our sins.
and forgives us and renews us and leads us to eternal life. Lord, in the midst of this life, in our daily walk, stir us by your Holy Spirit to be thankful. Lord, in this world, in this life, it is so easy to be cynical and negative. But Lord, challenge us to be thankful, even in the trials, for the ways you are growing our faith, for what you are teaching us. In the end, Lord, may all of our gratitude and thanks, our work, our labor, be to your glory, to build your kingdom. For the sake of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray and we all said together, amen.